Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. For today's episode, I want to talk about consulting career for policy and IR graduate school students. Just things to know. Um, I want to make this episode because a lot of times I get questions about, hey, uh, what's the best way to think about going to a policy or IR grad program in order to pursue a consulting career. And, um, you know, having being someone who has previously been in consulting in my career and uh, I know thereby knowing uh, the many ways that consulting firms hire, what they look for. And also having been in graduate school for public policy, I've also seen uh, just how from the student perspective, how students, uh, compete for roles in consulting and how they're selected and uh, the process and trends as well. And it's not only within my school, it's within uh, just thinking about student having engaged with students from IR and policy grad programs across the country. So I think it's just good to have some perspective to understand it uh, from a broad, broad spectrum level. Um, so, you know, if those who are thinking about consulting careers can uh, really appreciate if a policy or grad program is right for them, or maybe it's better to go a different route. All right. So first I want to talk about uh, just how competitive it is to consulting in general. Um, so for policy and IR grad students, consulting is one of the more competitive career paths. Um, so even today's job market, consulting firms uh, will usually only seek out the more competitive students, at even the top policy schools. So this usually means pretty good work experience and uh, helps to have come from a competitive undergraduate uh, school with a, doesn't have to be perfect, but at least a, a good transcript. So decent grades. Um, occasionally, I've seen some consulting firms make exceptions to hire someone uh, who goes to grad school straight from undergrad. Um, usually you start at a lower level than typical post-grad school hire, but um, it's happened before. Um, it is just very rare, and the person coming straight from undergrad was a rock star in undergrad or had very high performing in general. Every now and then, you'll see things where uh, consulting firms relax the standards a little bit for those seeking roles in markets outside the U.S. So, for example, um, I remember seeing uh, opportunities for some consulting firms in Germany and willing to hire uh, a candidate who's fluent in German. And the reality is that because there aren't that many U.S. candidates fluent in German, there's a shortage of workers in Germany. Um, they're still going to have high standards, but uh, since not as competitive uh, and, and due to need to fill, fill slots, at a certain point, uh, standards could possibly be relaxed. So with that competitiveness understood, I think it's good to really explain what is uh, consulting for policy and IR grad students. And what it really comes down to is there's four types of uh, consulting. I'm going to go through each and every single one of them, explain what they are, and further highlight uh, just how to think about it from a graduate school perspective. So first up is private sector consulting. Um, <clears throat> the most prestigious of these is McKenzie, BCG, Bain, and I mean, but there are others out there. Um, I, I mean, there are lots of other names I can mention. Um, 
Now, a lot of times uh, people refer to uh, these private sector consulting by the type of consultant they are. So some people talk about strategy consulting, some people talk about technology consulting, um, change management consulting. And what else, what ultimately comes down to is that each firm does a different type uh, or specializes in a different basket uh, of private sector consulting issues. So for example, uh, McKinsey does strategy consulting, but they also do change management consulting. Um, but overall, they're a private sector, um, or at least they're heavily private sector. Uh, McKinsey and BCG do do public sector, but their core business um, is private sector consulting. So let's just talk about private sector consulting. Yes, there are a few schools um, that uh, the top private sector consulting firms hire from. The ones that, you know, Harvard Kennedy School, uh, Princess School of Public Policy, International Relations. I think they just had name change, so sorry if I messed that, but the Princess Policy School. And then Chicago Harris um, are the three schools that, to my understanding, have had consistent uh, paths to uh, MBB um, with, for those without having dual degree. So that means you don't need to have a dual degree with an MBA and still have a good shot to uh, go for a top private sector consulting role. Um, now, one thing I want to help people understand is that um, even if you go to Harvard Kennedy School, even if you go to Princeton or Chicago Harris, you to get one of those MBB roles, you basically have to be uh, one of the more competitive students. Um, so if, I mean, I'm going to ballpark it here, but if you're not part of the top 30% of students, and, and I don't mean in terms of grades, I mean in terms of resume competitiveness, um, your chances of getting an inter interview are probably not that high. And then... My big thought about MBB is that if you want to uh, go to consulting, in my opinion, it's better to do with MBA. Uh, and the reason why is because um, when you go into a consulting firm, it's really helpful to have a group of people that you know. Um, and honestly, the biggest uh, groups of people that go into consulting are those with MBAs. So... Um, I see in plenty of times where the Harvard MBA crew knows each other. The University of Virginia Darter, Darden MBA crew knows each other. They help each other out. Um, Harvard, Harvard Kennedy School has one of the larger uh, crews going to uh, McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. But still, it's like single digits uh, or very low double digits. So like 10 or 11 or so at most. And I think on most years, like single digits that go to uh, each each firm. So in the grand scheme of things, uh, you're not going to have that big of a posse. You're not going to have that big of a crew, and the network benefits are not there. And that's just Harvard Kennedy School. Um, my understanding is for Princeton and Chicago Harris, it's like lower single digits, and for a lot of other schools, it's none. Um, now, I do realize there is a private sector consulting world beyond uh, MBB, uh, but the reality is that uh, very few of them will hire directly from, uh, at least for private sector, uh, from policy or IR grad programs. At least the bigger ones won't do it just because, um, honestly, most of them either have an MBA pathway and they know that if they go 
recruit at the policy or IR programs that do have pathways, and like I said, it's only those three, um, they're going to be beat out by MBB in terms of attractiveness. So big takeaway is that if you want to go private sector consulting, uh, go get an MBA. And if you can't get into an MBA program, then, you know, the reality is that if you can't even get admitted to an MBA program, the chance of you getting an interview opportunity with an MBB firm is going to be small, um, if not extremely unlikely. All right. So um, next up, I want to talk about public sector and nonprofit consulting. Usually these two are interchangeable. Uh, only because uh, some firms, their public sector consulting does nonprofit as well. It's not always the case, but generally speaking, uh, it's at least easy to float between the two. And so these are firms like uh, Deloitte, Guidehouse, and BDO. Uh, at least they're public sector arm. Uh, I do I do know that Deloitte does private sector consulting, but uh, their private sector consulting very rarely, if ever, hires from uh, policy programs or IR programs. It's their government operations that hires from policy in IR. So um, the thing about public sector is that this is where policy and IR graduate students become a little bit more competitive um, in general. Uh, you, I would say the standard is still pretty high. You still have to be one of the, the top students. So in my policy program, I would call it a tier two policy program. Uh, only those who are, I would call like about top 20, top 10% uh, got interview offers uh, at these places. So it was very interesting. I remember um, trying to help one of my friends get an interview at a consulting firm. And it, it was not, it was, it was a good consulting firm, not the best for public sector. But, the, you know, he might have been a, a rock star at the policy program, but um, his undergraduate transcript wasn't that great. And his uh, prior career really wasn't that competitive. Um, so, and, or, or and I hate to say it, but like that generally interesting for someone uh, looking at resume to consider for consulting. So he didn't get it. And he was very shocked. Like, hey, I'm a rock star to school. You could be a rock star to school all day long. It's not about what you, it's, it's not about if you think you're a rock star. It's if your resume uh, based out of prior experiences paint you out to be a rock star. So, um, and the other thing to highlight is that even this public sector consulting, a lot of times you have to compete with MBAs. And MBAs usually have the edge uh, in terms of interviewing, in terms of opportunities. Um, I mean, this isn't just true for consulting, but like uh, there are certain fel fellowships that are federal government related. So the Presidential Merit uh, Fellowship, um, the matriculate rate and the people get get that uh, fellowship from MBA schools is higher than those from policy or school. Now, it's true that very few people from MBA schools actually apply, and a lot of people from policy and higher school apply, so the absolute number is higher. But uh, MBA schools, uh, applicants, if they really want it, there's a lot less of them who want it, but they usually can't have the edge. So I think there's a little bit more of a wash, but if you if you really want to uh, do public sector consulting, uh, I would say you get the edge of the M MBA, but if you want to learn you know, policy or IR things, then go to, go to just a good policy or IR school, you should be fine either way. All right, then there's political risk consulting. So political risk consulting is, uh, the, some firms would be like Albright Stonebridge. Um, 
And they do things like uh, they help advise organizations, companies, sometimes even governments of like uh, things like, is it a good time to uh, do certain trade trade policies or uh, launch trade initiatives with China or uh, is it good? Is it, how risky is Latin America if you want to do some product investments, um, given the local political consideration uh, situation? So just generally, they think about uh, political situations and what are risks to businesses or policies or initiatives. Um, I would say this is a wash between MBA policy and IR grad programs. Um, and I would argue maybe the IR policy grad programs might even have the edge. Um, just because uh, there's a fair amount of strong alumni base from policy and IR grad uh, alums who go to political risk consulting firms. I, I know quite a few people who actually uh, ha- had this experience. And yeah, d- again, it's still decently competitive. Um, this, like, networking really matters. And uh, a lot of people uh, like to hire pe- people who have a, just a good, strong understanding of uh, the diverse array of political situations going on. So being able to competently talk about that on top of having a strong resume, it what really matters. Okay. Then it's economic consulting. Um, the big firms like NERA and Analysis Group, um, they, they do things like, um, for example, you know, estimate what's the country's output of wheat and how much that might affect prices for so-and-so business or so-and-so national policy. Um, this is interesting because the, the type of people best suited for this are probably PhDs. Now, I will say every now and then I hear about people who have a really strong quant background, um, get involved in economic consulting. Um, so I, you know, in that case, going to a policy IR school that's very quant focused and you actually know the quant, you get the quant, you like the quant. Uh, that you might have an opportunity for economic consulting. So ultimately, what I want to wrap up with is that, yes, policy or IR schools can hypothetically give you access to all, all four of these consulting roles. But realistically, um, you know, when, you're, when you, firms are recruiting, you're not just competing against other policy or IR grad students. You're competing against all students. And in some of these, you have to realize the MBAs have the edge. Uh, so for private sector consulting, even public sector consulting, um, sometimes it's a good fit. So like political risk consulting. Sometimes, you know, if you have a good quant background, like in economic consulting, sure. But you can't go into consulting thinking, or you can't try to shoot for consulting thinking, well, you know, I got into this school, so I should be good for consulting. Or... Uh, I'm straight from undergrad, should be good for consulting. Uh, again, it's unless you are on the top end of competitiveness, uh, cons- consulting becomes a very difficult career option uh, for you. So, um, I mean, and it, a lot of people ask, what do you mean by top, in, top end of competitiveness? Well, you, you have a general, you ha- kind of have a general idea uh, in terms of just how competitive schools are. But also, uh, when you enter, when you go to policy or IR grad school, sooner or later, you have an idea looking around you, if you know where you are. If you're like, if you're, if you're one of the smartest people in the room, then you're probably in good shape. If you're probably not one of the smartest people in the room, that's fine as long as you do pretty well. 
But if it's very apparent that you're not, you know, if your resume is not as impressive as your peers, um, then you might struggle a little bit to get a consulting role. All right. Hope this is helpful. Thank you very much. Have a great day.